0: I think that's the key thing about having that that defined framework, having the go, okay, these are the key pillars you need to be able to achieve this outcome. This is a process that you need to follow. By putting those things into place before you start creating a course, it makes it so much easier to scale because then you can go, okay, right, I'm going to bring someone on that's got some knowledge around this topic, around this market, but you can then say to them, This is the process that we take people through. These are the key pillars that we believe people need to have in place um, to, to actually achieve that.
1: Have you launched an amazing online course, but you're completely lost on how to scale? Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast, where we explore the strategies for taking online courses to seven figures and higher. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I have a great guest with me today. He has so much experience in the online learning space and in the learning space in general. And we get into some awesome topics like extracting your unique value, frameworks that help you teach and scale, content creation hacks, just all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's, he's a really, really knowledgeable guy. But before we get started, I want to offer you something special. If you've created a course and you've had some level of sales some level of success, but maybe you're struggling to get to that next step. Maybe you aren't sure what you're doing right or wrong because you this was a happy like stumbling into it and you're just doing, which is great, you're executing, but it's time for you to refine and really kind of get a process down. Maybe people are downloading your free offers, but they're not taking that next step into buying whatever it is you're offering. Whatever it is, I wanna talk to you. I am doing a free 30-minute course success audit for free to anyone who applies. Now, granted, this may not last forever. I don't know if I can do this all the time, but I am giving this away for free right now, and we will, basically, you will give me some information about your course. I will go look into the things that you're doing. I'll then get with you. We'll, we'll have a call, ask some questions, talk about your strategies. And then I'm going to give you some recommendations and some ideas to help grow that course. And so I'm going to use these interviews on my podcast as well. So you're going to get a little bit of, um, you know, visibility as well as some coaching. Now, if you don't want to be on the podcast, you're like, Josh, that sounds cool. Until you said I was going to be on your podcast. I don't really want that kind of attention. That is fine. That is totally okay. Do it anyway. I won't put you on the podcast if you don't want to, but get with me anyway. I want to talk to you. I want to help. I want to learn how I can serve more course creators, and it starts with you. Okay, that's my pitch. Go to courseelevator.com backslash podcast if you would like that free 30-minute course success audit. Now, today's episode, like I said, is a really, really great one with a really, really awesome guest, so I don't want to hold off anymore. Let's get into it.
0: Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Course Elevator podcast. I am joined by an amazing guest today. I'm really excited to have him. His name is Matthew Mason, and he is the chief learning architect and founder of Maven Zeal. He's got 24 years of experience in learning design. He's created thousands of hours of learning content for everything from corporations and universities to small and medium sized businesses. He holds multiple awards and certifications in learning design as well. Welcome to the podcast, Matthew. Thanks for being here.
0: Thanks, Joshua. It's uh, it's great to be here. I love love getting onto these podcasts and and uh, yeah, talking to people and and helping to share knowledge.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, kind of what got you into online learning or learning in general.
0: Well, it's that's a that's a really interesting story, that one is. Um, so for myself, yeah, I've been working in learning and development for about 24 years now. Um, it sort of makes me a bit feel a bit old when I say that. I actually got into it. I actually transitioned from the horse racing industry. So I used to work within within the, the thoroughbred horse racing industry. Part of my, you know, I was breaking and educating horses training horses, um, but also started to get into a, a point where I was starting to teach a few people around how I was doing things. Uh, my journey took me to Japan and I spent 18 months in in Japan which was a great experience. and then um, as part of that as part of that time I discovered there was a school um, here in Brisbane, Queensland Australia. That was teaching Japanese students how to work and and work with horses and how to become you know work get involved in the horse riding industry. So I was lucky enough to get a job in in the industry and uh, in, 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 at the school, and then um, started there as a, as a riding instructor teaching teaching how to ride. And then after about six months, I was actually asked to step into the classroom. Never been in the classroom before, never been a teacher before, but I thought, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. Um, I was then given these the resources that were pretty, pretty ordinary. And I went, yeah, you know, is this all? And they went, well, can you do something better? And I went, yep, okay, give me some time. And that was that basically stepped me down that path where I went, okay, I've actually got to start to create all of these learning programs and stuff. And that's that took me on my that basically began my journey of delivering training and also creating content. And and it's just it's gone from there. Um, after a number of years, I decided I had to make a make a choice. You know, sort of that fork in the road type moment: stay in the race industry or stay in the training industry. And I moved and and took up a role within a uh, within a mortgage company. And again, very much a greenfield site, no training at all. So I had to implement a implement a learning management system. Had to uh, had to create content. And basically, started creating online content. So, started at the time I was using a tool called um, Captivate that was owned by a company called Macromedia. Um, so that was actually before Adobe bought it. So that gives you a little bit of a uh, bit of an idea. So it was actually um, I remember Mac- Macromedia. Macromedia. Macromedia Captivate three was the first tool that I used to start creating um, some some online content. And and yeah, just and and yeah, it's gone from there.
1: Wow, that's really that's a really interesting start. Going from horse racing training to, you know, to teaching Japanese students about horse racing training to, to now actually doing online e-learning. That's that's really interesting. So, so is that what led you to starting Maven Zeal right after that?
0: Yeah. So, well, Maven Zeal, we've actually. Maven deal it's the name Maven has actually only been around for about 5 months. We actually rebranded recently as part of a bit of a shift that we were doing in the market. Um but yeah, I, it got to a point um where I was working with an organisation and I'd moved around um and then I had an opportunity to um, I've been doing a lot of work with um with with some software um and had an opportunity to work with a with another company that wanted me to come on and, and and help run some programs for uh for their client base around some of the software that I was using. And to do that, I basically had to set up my own business um to do and so I went, okay, well let's do that. And then went, well I've got the business set up. Let's just let's keep going. And so I set up the the the, the business. Um, and there's been a few few iterations of that. We We were operating for a number of years as a company called Superb Learning where we that was our main focus there was working with large corporates, helping them to create their programs, large corporates, universities, and uh, registered training organisations. And then in the last few years, we've started to make a shift, working more with the course creators, those solopreneurs, those people who have got that valuable knowledge in their head and helping them to get it out of their head and really be able to create some impact. And so we rebranded to Maven Zeal, Um, and and Maven Zeal is is a a bit of an interesting name. A maven, if you look at the the definition of a maven, is is an expert or in, um, I can't remember, it's in Hindi or Urdu, it's actually an expert who shares their knowledge, and then zeal is around passion. So Maven Zeal is basically passionate people who are experts or experts who are passionate about sharing their knowledge which is basically what we are and the people we want to work with.
1: That's really amazing. That's, and, and I love the name. I actually saw the definition on your website too. And I thought that was really creative. I'm curious about the the transition from working with, you know, big corporations to more probably one-on-one with course creators, you know, for you, for your team. Uh, how was that? Was that accepted? Well, did it, did it take a lot of transition or, or are you, and are you, You know, happier doing that
0: now. Yeah, it it, it took a bit of time, and there was obviously a bit of a transition, and to to get people to to get the team to think a little bit differently, Um, and that was one of the reasons why we did the rebrand. So then we sort of it was that that mind shift from okay, we're not we're no longer superb learning that works in this space. We're now Mavens here working in that space, but so much so much happier doing it. Um, I talk to people about it being my shift from hard work to hard hard work. Uh, You know, corporates, um, you know, while they can be great and, and can be great and we've still got some great clients we're working with in the corporate space, that sometimes it can be hard work. Whereas working with course creators, solopreneurs, these people that have got some great experiences, great knowledge, and also what they're doing is going to have, we can see it's going to have a great impact on the people that they're working with and the people they're serving. And so very much that heart work where we know that we can help someone to leverage their expertise to, to get their knowledge out there. We know that's going to have a huge impact on, on their, their client base and and other people that they're going to help.
1: Yeah. And I, just in my experience talking with course creators, sometimes it's just, it's mind blowing. I mean, even, even talking to yourself, the experience you've had and then, you talk to a course creator who, you know, just has an experience that you've never heard of or, or just so a wealth of knowledge that is so deep. And you're like, you can do so much with this, you know, you've really and, and maybe sometimes they don't believe it or they don't see it or they're struggling with it. But I think it's a really awesome thing to help them, you know, pull that out and create something impactful with
0: it. Yeah. Oh, definitely is, and I think that's one of the things that for us we often look at things or or consider. Okay, we do stuff and we just do it, and we don't necessarily consider that. Okay, someone else might not know how to do this. Um, You know, and I've talked to a lot of people, and, and they go, "Oh, yeah, but everyone know about that." It's like, no, they don't. They don't understand that. They don't know that. They don't realise that they need to do you know X, Y, and Z, um, or that if they actually did it A, B, C instead of you know X, Y, Z, they'd get a better result. Um, you know this way that you're doing it is is great. And there's so I think there's a lot of that where people just don't realise that they have got some great expertise that they could share because they have this assumption that oh everyone everyone understands this and everyone knows that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good point that you brought up is, is actually showing them how important their process is, as opposed to the process that someone else might find on Google or YouTube or something like that. You know, the process that this person is teaching is is actually a lot more valuable um, or might work for a certain subset of people, you know, and that's, yeah, that's just definitely. so important.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And even if it's just a different approach, I can remember back. Um, you know um, I, I don't know I must have been 10 or 11 yeah uh, you know, first uh, first learning to ride um and I was getting in some instruction and one of the one when, when you when you're riding the horse you are meant to have your heels down um and my instructor kept saying um heels down heels down and for what for some reason I just couldn't I couldn't get it I could not get it um and then I was I was talking to my uncle he was there one day watching. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're not getting your heels down enough. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not getting it. He said, oh, don't worry about putting your heels down. Just put your toes up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so I didn't worry about putting my t- heels down. I put my toes up. But as soon as you put your heels up, your toes up, your heels go down. Yeah. Same thing but just a different way. And that's the thing. And that, and that analogy can be used so many times with course crowd is where you just go, you know what? How about if you approach it from a different angle and there's a lot of people who've got that different angle that they could be sharing uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and doing it in a different way that could be helping so many people?
1: Yeah, there are so many little unlocks like that, that sometimes, of course, creator doesn't even understand that they have. So, well, I'd love to know as, you know, with your company, just... Digging into it a little bit before we go on to to more about what you do and everything. Well, actually, I take that back. Let's hit on what you what you guys do, what you guys teach. You know, obviously, you're trying you're helping course creators. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do for them.
0: Yeah. So basically, what we do is the first thing that we do is really making sure that they they've they've got their target market nailed down and they understand the problems that they can solve for that target market. So often we see people going, okay, I'm going to create a course. Um, and you know, had a had a conversation with a lady quite a few years ago, and she wanted to put together a course that was teaching people how to perform reiki, which is a um, sort of a new agey type thing. But she wanted to create a course that teaching people how to do reiki for dogs. Okay, probably some great impact and great knowledge there, but. Reiki for dogs in itself was not a huge market. And then teaching people how to do it was an even smaller market. And so, really getting people to understand well, is there actually a problem? Do people need that? You know, can, how can we actually get people to create this painkiller solution that people want? So, that's the first piece. And then the second piece is then really going, going, well, what does this look like? And how can we craft this in such a way that it stands out as a signature solution and, you know, we help people to create that and we create some, some visual models that allow them to streamline and, and stand out because um, we can work with a salesperson. Um, you know, and you get a salesperson go, okay, I'm going to teach you, uh, you know, the sales process and how to sell better um, as opposed to the salesperson that says, hey, I'm going to take you through the six steps to, to you know, make and kill a sale. Well, As soon as you start talking steps, process, that sort of thing, people go, oh, great, this person's an expert because he's actually had the time to craft a process, but also just from a, I suppose, our own brain working type thing going, oh, well, this is easy. I've only got six steps to follow as opposed to this weird rambling path that I might be going on. Um, as part, you know, if someone's going to teach me how to become a better salesperson, so that's the, the next part. Is then really crafting that out and getting an understanding around what that is, and then from there going, well, what are the experiences we want to create? Is it an online course? Is it a masterclass? Is it is it a, a membership site? Um, is it a, a group coaching program? Is it a, a combination of those things? And looking at how we can actually craft this this ecosystem of experiences because. You know, there's a lot of people out there and creating an online course. Um, but yet we're seeing quite low completion rates for online courses, and that's obviously because people get a little bit lonely or it maybe isn't necessarily as as, as big a painkiller as possible. It might be what I refer to as a vitamin course. You know, we often see that we've got so many vitamins sitting on that shelf you know this time of year you know we go and buy vitamins new year's resolution but then they're probably still there you know 12 months later right um and 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 the same with courses as well if we've got a vitamin course and we go that would be nice to do that then that's obviously going to be a bit of a thing but if we actually create this ecosystem well we could have a course but then we can actually tack onto that some coaching and and that can help people stay accountable and, and keep them on track um you know Put them into a group program, um, you know, put it as part of a mastermind. So there's a whole range of different things. And that's basically what we do. And then obviously go through and 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 then do some validation and make sure that yes, while we've got this idea and this is what we want to get out there, are people putting their hand up to say, yes, I'm interested that they want to, they want to do this program? And then from there goes down the that path of then actually creating the content, actually building it up, you know, recording the videos, creating the other. The other thing, PDFs, the, you know, the interactive online com- components, if there's anything like that, we want to create. Animations, whole range of different assets that we can build, build them out, and then obviously go down that pathway of setting up the systems and launching. Uh, we take people through the whole process.
1: Wow. That's really, really amazing. You hit on a couple of things that I think are really interesting. One, I totally agree with you about the ecosystem. I think that You know, too many people just want to create a course and then they want to put it out there and, you know, maybe maybe there's a need for it and people will buy it. But then they do have low completion rates because it it is all online. It's, It's lonely. You have sometimes you have no feedback or anything like that. So, you know, deciding, okay, do I need to do a group? You know, do I need to do this? In, in, and I think you talk about this some as cohorts, you know, do small small groups going through your course at one time with a little more one-on-one interaction can really help increase that that completion rate. And it makes a bigger impact on the people. And not only does that help the people that you're serving, but it also helps you because then you're going to get more testimonials and more good feedback as well. So,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, the more people that com- complete the more testimonials you can go, hey, this is this is what we've done. Again, if you can go, hey, we've got a you know we've got a high completion rate, but yeah, you're getting great results. People are happy. Um, that's a, that's a big thing. But also as well, that I suppose one of the things is that people go through an online course, and where's the experts will put together that online course, and we'll have an idea around what that is. But what is always going to be missing is those gaps that people find and while we don't necessarily think okay there's a gap there there's going to be a gap there okay someone's going to read the content they're going to watch a video they're going to do something and they're not going to understand it or they're not going they're going to need some further support they're going to need something else it's not going to work for them for whatever reason um and and they're going to need something else they're going to need some more support they need to talk to someone and go i did this this and this followed all your steps it's still not working Right. What do they do? Who do they talk to? Well, if they'll go and find they'll find someone to talk to. They'll they'll go and Google stuff. Um, they'll go and on, on YouTube, they'll, you know, go and approach a, a, another course create another course creator in that niche that can help them solve that problem. And so effectively you can lend they go, oh, well, I'm gonna to talk to this person now because he's gonna help me. And they don't complete that course. Whereas if you actually have a bit more of an ecosystem, go, here's your online course. But if you're having any problems, here's an email. Here's a here's a, here's a Facebook group. Here's a, a Slack channel, whatever that is, to come and have a chat with me to get the answers to the problems that are not being solved through the online course. And that's, I think, a big thing that misses when people just put an online course together.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, and the last company I worked for, something I love that we did is not only could you purchase one-on-one mentoring to go along with your course, they had people who students who had completed their course and could basically, you know, walk a student through it and and help them with with any gaps that they found. But you could you were also put in a Facebook group where we had a few dedicated coaches just there to answer questions. You know, so if you had a problem and you didn't buy that mentoring product, you could still go in that group and you could ask a question. There'd be somebody there who could help or even another student would help. And it just kept that momentum um, and that excitement alive for completing the course, because, you know, as well as I do, when when human beings feel like they can't get past an obstacle we, we tend to just divert. We, we'll go to another direction. Like you said, we'll go to another expert. We'll go find somebody else who will talk to us, who will give us that information. So yeah, I absolutely agree. So do you, in your coaching with your course creators, is that a part of it that they really need to have some kind of coaching aspect, some mentoring aspect where, you know, I mean, you mentioned Facebook groups and, and emails and things like that, but, you know, how far hmm. does that go?
0: Yeah, it depends on the program that we that we roll out and that we're delivering. So we've got our we've got our our cohort based program where we take people through, and there's a heavy uh, heavy focus on on the coaching and and catch up on one on ones. But we've also got a, an online course on our on our site called Craft Your Pitch, which is very much a do it yourself program. But we do have built into that some one on one calls for people to go through and go, okay, right, well, I've, I've, I've gone through and crafted pictures out the online program that helps people to create the visual models, and we step them through that, through the training, but after they've done that, then they need to book in a call with us for us to sit down and go, right, let's have a look. What have you done? How have you gone? Is this right? Could you improve it? What can be done? What are your challenges? Um and again, that just helps with that that ongoing support gets actually the, the the implementation because that's what we want. We want people to get results. We're, we're putting the courses out there to, to help people get results. So we need to do as much pos- as possible. And that's why we have those those coaching pro- calls in some of our online programs to support people with that.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have any type of uh, metrics for how many people, you know, will do the online, will do the calls? Or is that, I mean, like I said, not to put you on the spot?
0: Yeah, Oh, uh, look, I mean, we're, we're finding that for a large part, yeah, it's where we've got the calls available. We're seeing, you know, 70, 80% of people are taking up those options. Wow. Um, and 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 because yeah, certainly it gives them an opportunity, especially with that, that craft of pitch where they've gone through and they've created the visual models, they really it gives them an opportunity for someone externally to come in and have a look and 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 validate or 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 critique what they've done. Um and, and that's a big thing, I think, as well, because certainly, you know, we can look at stuff and we go, oh yeah, this is this is wonderful. That's you know, it's a bit like Asking a mother to to judge her own baby in a baby judging contest, competition, she's not going to say it's ugly or anything like that. Um, but someone else needs to come in and, and give them some 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 validation or or yeah, critique it and, or some suggestions and and potentially looking at it from a different angle as well. Have you thought about this? No, I haven't. Okay, right. Well, what about this, this, and this? And that's that's I think the thing that people value. Uh, yeah, they they really they value. Yeah, and also then. Just that, I suppose, that social piece as well, just bringing that social element into it. You know, we are social creatures, you know. Um, so many people, if you said to them, what do you prefer, would you prefer to do an online course or a, or a face-to-face program, and a lot of them would have said, I want to do a face-to-face program. And it's probably not because the face-to-face program is better, but probably because there was more opportunity to be social and interact and, 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 and share knowledge with others than, than they would in, in the face-to-face program. So I think looking at how you can actually do that, whether it's communities, uh, you know, one-on-one coaching calls, group calls, whatever, bring that social element into it um as part of the as part of your online programs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think one challenge course creators find is is scaling that. You know, they're they're def- like I said, there definitely are ways we every year we hire a few more great students who would become our coaches and things. And and you, you can scale it. Um, You can make that an ongoing growing experience for your students. So it just takes a little bit of creativity and a little bit of dedication to figure out how to scale it. You know, one course creator, once they get past a certain point may not have the time to answer every student, but, but they could certainly have the income and the revenue to start hiring coaches and mentors who can be a part of that process.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the key thing about having that that defined framework, having the go, okay, these are the key pillars you need to be able to achieve this outcome. This is the process that you need to follow. By putting those things into place before you start creating a course, it makes it so much easier to scale because then you can go, okay, right, I'm going to bring someone on that's got some knowledge around This topic around this market, but you can then say to them, this is the process that we take people through. These are the key pillars that we believe people need to have in place um, to to actually achieve that. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we've got on on our on our websites, what we we talk about, you know, our key pillars to to creating a, a scalable, scalable online business. And there's a number of those pillars. So I can bring other other course creators, other learning designers on and go, these are the things you need to focus on. This is what we're delivering. And that makes it so much easier to scale. If you are delivering a program that is a little bit more, not so much bespoke, but certainly something that is just you and your natural thing and you don't have necessarily a great framework, it does become more of a challenge to scale because there's all that stuff that's probably still stuck in your head that you don't, you can't really pass that on to other people to then allow you to scale. Um, So having a good framework is essential. Yeah. And do you feel
1: like coaching as a start before creating a course is a good way to start developing those frameworks? Uh, You know, if it to really kind of get them out, to talk to people and, and, Kind of, I guess you know, get them onto paper as you were like to really kind of visualize them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that is could be one good process, but it could also be that maybe you haven't coached people before, but or in the in the formal coaching process, maybe you've come from corporate, um, but you're still unofficially doing that coaching and things like that but yeah there certainly needs to be that that level of expertise and knowledge and understanding right this is the process i need to take people through so whether you've done that as part of a coaching program or whether you've done that is as part of an internal internal um job yeah you need to have sort of that that understanding around what that process is what are those key things that need to be put into place um doesn't, doesn't mean you've got to have years and years of experience or you've got to go and be coaching for years. Just got to have some idea around what this is. Um, and again, it's it potentially going to change. You might tweak it over time and go, actually, what, you know, we need to do this or improve that or whatever. Um, but yeah, certainly having some of that background is is essential.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to go back just a little bit to something that you said that caught my attention, which was helping course creators really uh, put the feelers out into the market for people to raise their hands and say, "Yes, I want this." Can you talk a little bit about your process of that? Like hint on hint on what that involves and <laughs> how you do that.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's an interesting one, and and we're still always out there and changing our process and trying new and different things. But it is very much about just trying to get. A community of people together. Try and get people to put their hand up. So the first thing that you really need to have is some sort of. Um, a, 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 we talk about one of our key pillars is having a selling system, and the first piece in that sales system is to have a traffic machine, something that is going to bring people into your your environment. So and and there's a whole range of ways you can do that. You know, we've done it with ebooks. We're doing it with. Been doing it with challenges and webinars, um, those sorts of things. We're going to be launching um, in in the next month. We're actually going to be launching something really exciting. We're actually going to start doing a virtual dinner party. Um, and this is basically just a bunch of people getting together, having a chat. It's no selling. It's just basically opportunity to chat and and, and have that. And just if you think about going to a dinner party, but this is all virtual. Um, and and so we're going to be doing that, and that's just a way of just trying to get people into our into our environment um, and build up those leads, and and to share, get people an opportunity to share, you know, some of you know, get to experience some of the knowledge that we've got to to understand who we are. Um, but I suppose there's you know, I often see marketers, and, and they'll go, oh, well, you know. The webinar is dead. You need to do this process or ebooks are dead. You need to do this process. But I think it's a case of you really need to understand your market and understand, well, how are they consuming information and things like that. But, yeah, there needs to be some sort of traffic-type um, machine that brings people in, crowding leads. So whether, as I said, whether that's an e-book, we've also got a scorecard. We're finding the scorecard works really well. We're using a, a, a platform called ScoreApp. And it's aligned to the six key pillars, and it's simply th- um, three questions on each pillar, so it's eighteen questions. takes about three minutes for people to go through and complete. At the end of it, they get a rating on how they performed overall and against each of the pillars, um, and 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 they also get a report on different things. and That's a great way for them people to go, oh, cool. Okay, this is this is where I'm lacking. This is my these are my gaps. Um, but also then gives that opportunity to then go and have that conversation with them and say, oh, okay, so on your report you're a bit light on in here, here and here. This is potentially how we can help, or we've got a program that can solve that problem. Um, so there's a whole range of different ways, but yeah, there's that's a, a mix of different things that we're trying, and and again, it's different ways for different people. Different people are you know consuming that information in different ways. Um, yeah. But then once we get them into that, then it's obviously then looking at how we can actually move them on and and put them into a, some sort of a selling system. And we've got a couple of smaller micro-courses. Um, we've got one that we're sort of going to be launching in the next, next couple of weeks as well that is very much around what we call, it's, it's called narrowing Your Niche, which is very much designed on getting that initial piece, people understanding that target market. And so that gives a, a very easy entry into that sales process. Um, yeah, Again, yeah, you could create a create a model and, Take people straight to a high ticket offer, um, but there's a lot of stuff you've got to have in the background, including uh, you know uh, some some great testimonials and a great reputation. Um, you know, I'm sure Neil Patel or you know um, you know some of the other the you know Russell Brunson or whatever some of those others that are out there that are that are seen as the the gurus in their space could easily drive people into their high ticket offer, but. If you don't have that reputation, you know, then you might need to look at yeah, smaller steps, get people through that ecosystem um, through a lead magnet micro course, whatever that might be, into an online program, into coaching programs.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree with what you're saying because I think I think testing that and starting with, you know, kind of like you're saying a micro course or a low ticket offer is your first even purchase. But even before that, I love the idea of the virtual dinner party. Would love to do one of those. That sounds really cool. Um, And and the scorecard, honestly, especially when you're talking about entrepreneurs, you know, we want something easy, quick. We're we're busy. We're trying to get things done. And if you tell me I have to watch even a 10-hour course, I'm going to struggle with that. You know, I might get it done over a few weeks, but really I'd much rather have something that I can do quick and and then build from there. um, And it's going to get me connected with you. It is,
0: it is. And the other big thing as well is that it actually starts to highlight some of the pain points that people have, you know, because you go, okay, um, a course creator, for example, okay, my course is not selling. Well, why? Why is it not selling? Um, you know, is it is it because the, the, the landing page is wrong? Is it the sales process wrong? Is it priced too high? Is it just the wrong course for the wrong market? Is are you not generating the lead? There's a whole range of different problems that could be why your course is not selling. So and give me an idea. Maybe I need to put a scorecard around that. My course is not selling. Um, yeah, there you go. But, yeah, basically they, they can go, go and I'm going to go and build that now. But they can go and build that and go, hey, um, yeah my course is not selling, I'm going to go and do this quiz and I'm going to answer some questions and then it's going to highlight some of the pain points that I have and really tone down because obviously I've got a big pain that my course is not selling. So it's just like, okay, I'm not feeling well. Okay, well, why aren't you feeling well? Is it because, right. you know, what? whatever, there could be some sort of health problem but getting down and really identifying and diagnosing what that is and that's the big thing with the scorecard is it helps people to actually see it and it's not people. I mean, you're sort of you're telling them, in a way, but in a, in a way they're also discovering it themselves. And I think that 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 self discovery is is probably a better way of of getting people to to the realization that they do have a problem, rather than you know, um, you know than telling all the time. So that's why I find the, the scorecard is a great one. We've we've got another scorecard as well, which is coming out very shortly, which is. What sort of course creator are you? And and it gives them gets them gives them a few questions, and they can go through and based on the answers, that we'll say okay, well, you're more suited to, to creating micro courses, or you're more suited to to creating a membership site, um, or you're yeah. So gives them it puts them into this this categorization. So again, just gets people thinking. So I think the scorecards are a great way of of generating some leads.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that actually reminds me, that was something we did too. We had a quiz on what kind of artist are you? And depending on how you answer the questions, it gave you insight into, you know, okay, you're more of the romantic type, you're going to be drawn to these kinds of things, you're going to enjoy painting these kinds of paintings. And, and it, you're right, it gives some gives them that insight into themselves but also as the owner of that information it gives you insight into okay what kind of people am i attracting what kind of problems and pain points do i need to be hitting on more you know and and how do i need to communicate with these people so i think that's i think that's really yes. great
0: and it is, it is and that's yeah
1: uh, sorry and and i was going to say going into content creation because i mean it's kind of a form of content but you know i noticed your team works on helping content creation for course creators as well you know can you tell us yep. a little bit about that because it sounds like a pretty and uh pretty in-depth process
0: yeah so i think the big part of it really comes back to those visual models that we help people to create um and, and by putting together those those we've got four visual models we, we use a system called the thinkwrap system so we partner with an organization called thinkwrap they've developed this system. And we help people to create these four visual models. And we see that to being one of the foundational pieces. The four models are the results model, which talks about if someone is going to work with this client, then what are the results that they're going to get? Um, then, Then we talk about our answers model, which is basically what are the key things that need to be put in place? So we talk about our six key pillars that you need to have, to be able to leverage your expertise and have a, have a profitable and sustainable online educational business we talk about in our results model we talk about how there's two key things you need to be you know one to one and have an ideal volume of clients and it's actually de- designed as a matrix and if you've if you're delivering one to, uh, sorry yeah if you're delivering one to one and you've got low volume clients you're sitting in the red ocean inversely if you've got delivering one to many and have an ideal volume of clients, you're sitting in the blue ocean and there's others as part of that. So create those results models, create the the, the answers models because that gives you those, as I said, those key pillars. Okay. And then we take them through and we create the, cor- the process model and go, okay, so to get someone from problem and price, what's the process you start through? And that effectively then becomes the outline for their main signature program. Um, we also create a model as well that talks about the benefits. And when we put all that together, we can talk about, okay, well, these are the results you're going to get if you put these six, these key things into place by following this process and these are the benefits you're going to get. And so when you put that together and actually use it as part of your pitch and promotion, it makes it so much easier to explain how people are going to get results from the course. But as I said, there's the process. The process very much steps out that piece. And so that gives us an opportunity to then go, right, we got the process model, and we can help people then map out their course from the process model. But um, and, and I've done it myself. If we actually take the results model, the answers model, the process model, benefits model, and talk all talk about each of those. Um, you know, if we use my my models, for example, I've got four steps in my results model. So I'm going to do the maths quite quickly here. So four steps in the results model. So I'll talk about the results model in each of the steps. There's five. I've got six key pillars. So that plus talking about the whole answers model itself is seven. So five and seven is 12. I've got a seven-step process model. So I've talked about the process model. That's 20. And then benefits. I've got three benefits. Talk about the benefits model. There's 24. So I've actually now got 24 pieces of content that I can be talking about. Now, if I then go and create a blog article or record a video, might be easier. Record a video just talking about each of those. I've now got 24 videos. And then go and take those videos and turn them into blog posts or pod, then I've got 48 pieces of content. If I if I actually turn them into to, 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 to a podcast, then I've got um what is that, 70, 72. So yeah. I've now got 72 <laughs> Don't pieces ask me of to content. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so, so you can see how it's 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 growing. And that's just that's just the social media content to get people interested in understanding what you do. And so immediately you've got we can actually create 72 pieces of content, but then okay, hang on, we might actually just go and take something interesting that you've said for each of those and create a quote card. So that's another 24. So we're now at 96 pieces of content. Um okay, so 96 pieces of content, space out over 52 weeks. Yeah, now you've got content there for at least, you know, and you can probably do a few more bits as well as part of that. Um, Yeah, so so that's the thing. So that gives us this, you can see how easy it then becomes to actually then start creating content. You've got your process model, which is the foundation for your online course. We can talk about all of those steps and that gives you the outline for your, your, um, you know, your great published book. But also, then, if you're talking about those key things that need to be put in place, well, potentially then we can start to unpack each of those as well. And that actually could become other programs that you're needing to develop for people. You go, okay, this is a key thing, but you also need to have these other steps in place and you need to, we can delve into that a lot more. So, for example, I mentioned before a selling system. So, we've got a process there and we talk about that. But then, okay, once you've got the selling system, well, how do you do that? You do Facebook ads YouTube ads um you know do do you need to do organic marketing um do you need to create a lead magnet um so what I say Facebook ads YouTube ads lead so again four new programs there that have come out of just thinking about those key pillars that you've got there so it then becomes a, a much much bigger piece once you've actually got that that framework and you can really streamline as part of that process.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's I mean, I think that's amazing. And I think I don't think enough people go back and think about that before they get started or even after they've gotten started, because plenty of people get started without too much thought into that. I feel like it's like we we're saying it's all in their head and, and it's it comes out naturally, which is amazing. And so when they're, but then when they're ready to scale, it does make it hard. So going back and figuring out those foundational pieces, they're, you know, they're kind of like puzzle pieces or, or even the, you know, the foundation of a house, really, you got to have the foundation, the framework, and then you can build out all the little rooms and you can paint the walls and do all this stuff. But you've, I like analogies or metaphors, but (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, it absolutely makes sense.
0: Yeah, definitely, and that's I think one of the big mistakes there yeah, that you've, you've tapped into that that people don't really consider exactly what they're doing and what the what the the, the scalability of it is um, until after they've created. It. You know, one of the you see it in the in the in the um, community often so many times that I see people going, "I'm going to create a program. What platform should I use?" and great quote that i love is you know if all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail um and so if you go and grab if you if you go and grab a platform and i know you know there's there's johnny talked about new zendler in the in the platform and that's a platform that's worked well for him and that's great but is it the platform for 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 other people mm-hmm. it might be but, but then, you know, someone might go, hey, I want, actually want to do, I want to really bring in some stuff and I want to do more gamified learning. Okay, well, maybe you need to do that. We've got a client that we worked with and when we started talking to her and she went, yeah, I've got some courses I want to create. But what she really wanted, she wanted to have a community and then be able to sell courses as part of that community. Okay, so we then took her and we helped to build a platform, well, build a a program, and or build her programs in community in a platform called Mighty Networks, which is ideal mm-hmm. for that. Um, and so I see that's one of the big mistakes is people are not thinking too much around what is this experience and what is this experience looking like in the future. Not really putting enough strategy into it, just going straight into oh, I'm going to create a course, jump into it. We mm-hmm. have a platform, and again, once you've got a platform. Um, then yeah, everything, you've got that platform and everything's going to look like whatever you can do in that platform and you become a little bit limited and it does hinder your ability to scale and and also to create a, a, an amazing experience that people are going to love.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think even, I mean, I'm even guilty of that because coming from my last, uh, you know, course that I worked with, they use Kajabi and I love Kajabi. Mm-hmm. It's a really great platform and they're always improving it. You know, but I didn't even think twice about, I don't even have a course yet. I was I'm going to get Kajabi, you know, but even looking at the fact that I want to do this first, I want to do podcasting and content creation. And I really want to work out my, kind of like what you said, my strategies and, and the things that I'm going to share with people mm-hmm. before I just go out, start creating things that people can buy. Um, you know, I mean, maybe Kajabi's not the right, going to be the right platform for me. I don't know. Um and so, no, that's a lot of really great insight because I see so many course creators after they get to a certain level, it's such a pain to change platforms. It's it's so painful between you know switching over your CRM and and all the courses and all of your your design and your copy and everything. It it can just be a huge mess.
0: It it can be. I mean, and you know, we coming from corporate, a lot of the content we used to build was built in. External tools, we we use other ex- authoring tools. You know, I talked about uh, Captivate as one, Storyline as another. Um, that we'd create it, and then we would take that content and put it into uh, into a platform, which makes it a lot easy, um, yeah, very easy. Then, if you do want to change platforms, but what we see with a lot of those platforms, things like Kajabi, Thinkific, etc., some of those don't actually allow you to put. Uh, you know, you are limited in some of the content that you can create, or what you can create content in, to put into that. So often, you are in in a position where you actually need to create content inside the platform. And then once you've done that, yes, you are in in a situation where to to move to another platform, you've actually got to take it out, rebuild it um, in that in that whole new platform. And and yeah, as you said, there's a whole lot of other stuff, all of that technical infrastructure. CRM integrations, stripe paper, whatever, payment gateway, all of that stuff. And it's like, do you have the time? Right. Is it worth it? Like, you know, um, and, and yeah, so as a result, you just keep going, going, well, well, this is what I've got. So this is what I'm gonna create.
1: Yeah. It, it's uh very comparable to a corporation going through a change management, you know. Uh, issue and changing one of their you know ERP systems or something if you you know and and having to hire a whole team it just to make that change work and maybe that's going to last a few years and then they're probably going to do it again you know it, it just it it is a big undertaking so well I definitely want to hit on hit on your book because I understand pretty recently you just released a book is that right
0: yes yeah Hang on, I'm just yeah. So yeah, my, my book, Leverage Your Expertise, How to Scale Up, Create Impact, and Live the Lifestyle You Desire. And so this is basically, um, you know, I was talking before about our own visual models. And this book is basically just taking people through those visual models. Uh yeah, I went through the process um of, of creating our visual models and it outlined the framework for my book. So I went, right, well, I'm gonna. Write this write this book I've, I've I've actually got a couple of other books that I've had in the in the wings that I've been writing but went no this one's actually the one that's aligned to to the business and what we're doing and it's very much taking people through that process you know what are the results they're going to get what are the key pillars they need to put into place what's the process I need to follow um, and taking them through how they do that. And so yeah so that's our book haven't done the official launch yet but it is actually available on Amazon. Um, if you want to, and, and some of the other book, uh, online book retailers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to put it on my Amazon wishlist, um, tonight for sure. So congratulations. That's awesome. And, and I think the, the really awesome thing is basically your process that you've already, that you're using to help course creators has resulted in your ability to write that book a lot easier.
0: Oh, it was, yeah. Like, you know, when we, we've got our content creation boot camp coming up in uh, in a couple of weeks and take, we're going to take people through that process of visual models. And we, re, we, we estimate on average that once you've done that, then you'll have a good framework, foundation framework for your book in a couple of days, okay? I'm not saying you're going to have your whole book written, but it's going to give you the foundation and the framework. And once you've got that, it is going to be so much easier then to go, okay, right. Now I need to, um, this is the, this is the heading or the topic. I just now need to need to to, to put that into place um, and, and create some, some content for that. And it makes the whole book writing creation process so much easier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you know your chapter, it's like an online course, if you know your chapters, you know, if you just like, if you know your modules and then, you know, each lesson within one of those, each of those that you want to hit on, you know, then it's just filling in the, filling in the actual words. And, you know, yeah, if, you've, yeah, that's right. if you've said it a couple of times, you, you can probably do that for, you know, with a little bit of practice.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of that book, I didn't, I didn't physically write. Um What I did is I actually used, a, used an app, um, otter.ai and, and I just sit there and I just turn it on. I'm just go, okay, I'm going to talk about this. And I just, blurt stuff out for wow. you know five ten minutes whatever um and it, it automatically transcribed it and then i'd go okay right now i'm gonna now i'm gonna refine that um and so again that made that whole process so much easier because i'd sit down and go right what am i gonna write um yeah i don't know and it, was, it was actually easier i was, I was doing it um yeah you, know, you know um some of this stuff i started writing pre-covid um and it was easier. I'd be driving to the office, and I just have I had all of my uh, topics on on cards, and I just stick a card on the dashboard, turn on Otter, and as I'm driving down the road to the office, I just be like start talking stuff, and 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 that gave me the front that gave me the content, made things so much easier. You could do it while you're out, you know, out and about doing things. You know, just talk if you're on your own. Taking a uh, walk, yeah, just talk, just yeah, just talk the book, talk the stuff. go, Okay, I now need to talk about this. Yeah. Imagine if you're having a conversation with someone. Okay. I now need to explain to you what this step in the process is. And this is what it is, how I do it, blah, blah, blah. And just talk through it because it's all there. Yeah. It's in your head. You know it. You know it. And it's so much easier to just to to talk it rather than thinking about the the specific words. Then you can refine it afterwards.
1: That's really great. And you said that app was Mm -hmm. called Mm -hmm. auto.ai
0: yeah otter as in the 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 little the little animal that swims in the water and stuff yeah yeah, otter.ai awesome so yeah yeah and it's it's a great it's a great app um and yeah and great for for, and can be used as well for for um you can integrate it with zoom and do transcriptions and things like that so it's some great great applications for it
1: yeah turn your zooms into a uh, turn your podcast into a you know blog or whatever and then probably just send it to an editor have them format it or your assistant or whoever it is and you're good to go
0: yeah yeah that's right yeah um it's there's it's a if you've got um, it's it's a freemium product so it's free um i think you have to actually is it 60 hours 60 hours or 600 hours i think 60 hours of recording in a month um that you can that you can do under the free plan um, and then if you have, and then you got to pay if you want to go above that. Um, but also as well that you you actually the transcription you can actually click on the, the the word in the transcription and it will actually play at that point in the recording. So um, yeah, while it's still trying to understand your voice and, and learn, you know, it might get things a little bit wrong. And you actually go, okay, well, hang on, what did I actually say there? You can click on the word and hear what you actually said and change that and go through. So yeah, could easily hand that over to 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 a VA or someone who can then yeah, clean that up for you and and it's a much quicker, easier way to actually start to get to create some of that content. Yeah. And again, you can do it for your blog blog articles, whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really, really neat. I'm gonna I love hacks like that because I like to write, but it it, it's a process it takes time it takes refinement sometimes you you come back to what you wrote and you go oh i can't believe i wrote that you know and you toss it and so you come back and do it again and then you've just wasted that time um so anything like that where i can just do it on the go and keep adding to it is is really great so Mm. well matthew i want to be respectful of your time I, i really appreciate you being here today is there anything you know that i didn't ask you about or anything that you'd like to hit on
0: no, I think well I think we've covered a, a whole lot of stuff. It's 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 been great, great conversation. We've we've gone through everything from the initial creation right through to to sort of a bit of marketing and and um yeah, some other some tech stuff as well. So know it's been great talking to you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for being on. It's been really awesome. And please uh tell the audience where they can find you, where they can find Maven Zeal, um, all of that good stuff.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we're we're basically um, Mavenseal, mavenseal.global is is our website you can jump onto mavenseal.academy, which is our online Academy where we've got our online courses available you can find me Matthew Mason um, on LinkedIn and uh we're also in in the uh, in Facebook and Instagram depending on what platforms you like but certainly yeah um, send me a message on LinkedIn join love to have you part of the, the community and um and start a network with you
1: That's great, Matthew. Thanks so much. I hope this has been a very powerful episode for all of the listeners as well because I certainly learned a lot and Matthew has a ton to share. Please go check him out. If you enjoyed this track, you can check out the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat. The track title
0: is Check It Out.